Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. It is the first Friday in March. It, I mean, time is just flying by. It doesn't seem possible that we're already into March. Of course, March is uh, Women's History Month. It's also March 8th is International Women's Day, which I'm so excited about. It's also the 14th year anniversary of the SWAT Institute. It was our official grand opening 14 years ago on March 8th. We chose International Women's Day. And sadly, it also has become a date that many of our SWAT, we call ourselves our sisterhood. We we say S-I-S-T-A-R, like a sister, because we're all stars. Uh, sadly, it's also a day uh, that, you know, a lot of us are going to... Um, probably grieve for many years to come. Um, It was uh, a year ago. It was actually yesterday. It was March 3rd. Many of us didn't find out though until, you know, closer to International Women's Day that we lost one of our dear sisters, an empowerment coach, a graduate of the school. Her name was Catherine Chavez. And uh, it was absolutely shocking for all of us. No one, I mean, no one. And I know because I've chatted with her sister, Kathy, um, that um, no one had any idea of the pain that Catherine was feeling. And, you know, for, you know, I think it takes a lot of vulnerability, honesty, and courage for us to talk about, you know, even these, these hard things. And it's something that I, I really think it's so important that we talk about because for God's sake, I was her coach and I did not have a single iota of a clue that she would take her own life. Catherine, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Catherine uh, Chavez. She is just a joyful, beautiful, fun, articulate. I worked with Catherine for a few years. Not only did she become certified through my school, the SWAT Institute, she also um, signed up for business coaching with me. And then she ended up buying a business transformation package. And we built all of her branding and with the Catherine Chavez dot club, because of course, Catherine is an acute, an incredible musician. She actually grew up in, uh, in Colorado and, um, she went to the university of Colorado for music theory and performance. She could do everything from opera to classic to soul rock and roll. Um, but I remember she and I got very close and I remember her talking about a time in her life where she, um, she went through a hard time and she just made this decision. I'm packing up everything and I'm going to move to Vegas. She had been a cantor for, for the church. I think her probably, her family probably were like, what is going on? Catherine Grace, uh, the cantor from the Holy Ghost Church in Denver, uh, packed up her car and went to Vegas. And I remember her talking about the first few years and how hard they were um, and how she had to, you know, try to go to as many auditions as possible without ever selling her soul or or losing sight of her values and beliefs. She just really loved to be a performer. 
and her perseverance paid off and she started performing at lots of different various venues throughout Las Vegas. And it was in that time she ended up meeting her handsome guitar player husband, uh, Rick Chavez, and they were soulmates. I know when I was doing coaching with Catherine, they'd already been together 20 years um, and and they just they just loved each other and they did a lot of performing together over those 20 years and in fact when I was working with her we were building out her website and she wanted to do empowerment coaching but to really help women use their voice to step into their voice so oh the different packages we created all helping women to feel comfortable in front of the camera to feel comfortable whether it's in the office whether it's com- just being comfortable being a coach using your voice being seen on social media, stepping into your power. <clears throat> and I remember it was just after, and I'm going to say it because it was one of our last times talking. It was our last time talking. It was just after the January 6th insurrection. Uh, so that was 2020, a year ago, January 6th insurrection. And I remember us talking and her just being in complete and utter disbelief. And, you know, we'd already been a year into the pandemic and I know she was just shocked at what was going on in in her beloved USA and then uh, I think we were all just shocked beyond shocked when uh, a month later um, Rick passed away on February 2nd so 2 2021 um, and numbers were always a big deal to Catherine so even when I see that number 2 2021 after a 21-year journey together it was only 11 days later that Catherine took her own life and it was just shocking for all of us. So March 3rd, 2021 will always be um, a sad day for us, but I think it's also important that we celebrate Catherine's life and we celebrate all that she stood for and the adventures that she went on and the lives she touched. She was also incredibly intuitive. Um, she was just, just a joy and it just goes to show us that we don't know what someone is going through. I mean, I've had my own dark nights of the soul and I know that no one would, I just, I remember one time saying something and I actually had a student say, but what would you have to be? And she wasn't saying it to be, she just thought I have such a great life now. And I do have such a great life now, but sometimes when we haven't cleaned out or processed or worked through some of those old stories and those painful things that have happened to us, it can just be as as simple and as complicated, but as simple as losing your husband in a pandemic. And who knows what happened on that one night that made Catherine feel like she didn't want to be here anymore. And that's that's what what's so sad is just how it can happen just like that. Um, and so today I just want to remember Catherine. I want to invite you to uh, reach out you know every the first Friday of every month I offer coaching we also offer something that's so incredible at our school the SWAT Institute it's called mentorship coaching and it is truly that it there is no upsell there's no fees nobody talks money you're not trying to you're never going to be trying to be sold into becoming a coach you literally can just sign up to talk with one of our coaches who are right near the end of graduating they've gone through so much theory and um and assignments and before they can graduate they have to do 30 practice coaching calls with real women from around the world just like this 
real women. We don't know who we're going to talk to, but we're here. We are women supporting women. We are women empowering women. And we know that no matter what you're going through, no matter how 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 scary the world might seem right now, and sometimes when you're really intelligent and you got it looking like you got it all together, it can be really hard to admit that you need a friend to talk to about your feelings or your fears or your worries or your concerns. And so we're here, whether it's a first Friday, call in right now like this, we can chat, commiserate, celebrate, uh, just, you know, sometimes that's all we need is just, just an extra set of ears to listen and validate and support and to remind us that nothing is ever as bad as it seems in the moment. Um, but our mentorship coaches are ready and waiting and willing and wanting. It's such a win-win. It's such a gift that you're going to give our coaches who are, you know, they have to complete their 30 mentorship coaching calls with real women from around the world, not their family, not their sister, not their brother, not their mother, um, but um, a stranger um, so that it allows for them to really hone their skills, but it also gives anonymity and and uh, a safe place for you to get the help that you need. So I also want to let you know that I have reached out to um, Kathy, uh, Catherine's sister, and we talked about um, uh, creating a, um, not a charity, I, I want to say it the right way, but that we are going to be in the month of um, March, <laughs> International Women's Day on March 8th, we're going to be creating some really incredible um, offerings and we will be donating 50% of our sales, of any sale that comes in on that offering, um, to a charity of Catherine. Well, it wouldn't be Catherine's choice, but I, I asked Kathy, her sister, what do you think? Um, what, what do you think? Is there a charity near and dear to um, Catherine's heart? Should we send it towards suicide prevention? Um, and she just wrote back, you pick what you would like to donate, where you would like to donate. She said, Catherine, loved your courses. And if you want to keep the money for a scholarship fund for people who do not have the money to take a course, you decide. She wrote, otherwise, she said, Catherine spoke so highly of you. Thank you so much for thinking of her. Um, yeah, it's you know, we just want to, we just want to honor her. We want to honor her life. We want to honor, um, and we want to honor other women who are going through something similar. So I do want to let you know to stay tuned. Um, if you haven't signed up yet for our actual, uh, emails, you'll want to do that so that you can, um, get the email offerings as they're coming out and you can be a part of, um, supporting something that's really important. I also want to let you know that on March 15th, we're going to be doing a free webinar that I'm really excited about. It'll be uh, with our admissions director, Brita Aragon, who's also a master purpose and vision coach. And she really is like, wow, she's just incredible. She's every time I talk to her, she gets me uh, rejuvenated, reinvigorated, fired up, believing in myself, reminding me of my big dreams, my purpose, my vision. So we're going to be doing a webinar called the Emotional Release Detox. 
on February, I mean February, on March 15th. So you want to sign up for that as well. So listen, I want to thank everyone for for being here with us today. Uh, I'd love to be able to do some coaching. I'd love to chat with you about what's going on in your life. So all you have to do if you're in the queue right now, if you're in our private conference line, is press star 2 on your web uh, web. I can't even talk today on your keypad. Star two will put you in the queue to let us know that you'd like to do some coaching or you'd like to share in in the conversation. And we'd love that because we don't really have a chat with Crystal without you. Um, what else did I want to share? There was something else that was popping up into my mind today and um, I'm just all over the place. In any case, I see that we have Ginny who is here today and has raised her hand to do some coaching. So why don't we go straight to our phone lines and um and let it all unfold hey jenny how are you i'm good can you hear me i can yay jenny thank you so much for calling in today jenny are you are you brand new to the school i know i know we just talked briefly before we went into record mode and you did come to one of my retreats my home retreats many many years ago and i i remember you i i just love how i i do have like a telepathic or tele Tell whatever that my brain is not functioning today. I have like a photographic <laughs> memory of my clients, my students, their faces, their names, their not always the names, the faces and and what they shared. So, um, did, but did you just recently sign up to become certified with us? I did, um, and I I'm doing MEC first. Um, so interesting. So You're going to be going through the master program and then doing the empowerment coach, and then doing your 30 calls. Um, but it, it all works together so beautifully. It's interesting because we've just relaunched our master empowerment coach certification that um, just this year. And I was actually thinking how it's, it's probably better for students to start with this because it, it just so opens you up and gets you really thinking about your why and your vision and your desire and your niche. Um, but either way, I mean, we have students that have done, of course, that's the way it's always been is the empowerment um, coach certification first, and then they go into the master. So I'm just so excited and honored that you're, that you've signed up with us and you're doing this with us and, 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 and welcome. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be doing it. Um, it was that, um, what kind of pushed me to do it? Cause I've, I've followed you over the years and I've listened to like your podcast and I read the emails and everything, but it was when you and Brita did the self-doubt talk. Yes. And yeah. And that just, that just hit me like hard. And then I did a call with Brita and then it was, it was on. <laughs> it was on. Yeah. Isn't she incredible? Isn't she incredible? She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. That was, yeah, it was such a, it's like, and a cool call because for me, I never, I think my resistance over the years was I never saw myself as a, as a coach. Like I was like, well, I don't want to be a coach. And, and then I, you know, I, I called because I thought this would probably be good for me. I'm like, yeah. worst case scenario, come out a better human being. Yep. And, and then chatting with her and then it was, you know, chatting with my hubby, you know, afterwards, he was like, this is a no brainer. He's like, he's like, he goes, I was on board when you said like, it was just for you. But he's like, at the end, he's like, you can tell your story and help other women. He's like, yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> what a great husband. What he's a great amazing. husband. That's, 
That's the kind of husbands we want that says, you got to do this for you. It's a no brainer. And if it, if at the end of it, you have a business as well that you, and that's how you have to look at it, Jenny, when you're saying like, I don't know that I want to be a coach. I think, I think the, the, you, you nailed it when you said being able to use my story, my life, my experiences to be able to support and help other people. That's a coach. Oh, wow. Okay. And and I think what's so amazing about empowerment coaching, that's a little different than let's say therapy or, you know, some of the different styles of coaching is it is a lot about, it is a lot of us talking. It is a lot of us weighing in and telling our stories and, and using our life as a class to help other people. It's, it's not just sitting back and listening. It's knowing how to write, ask all the right questions. It's having all these interventions and processes. And I will tell you this, that of all the things I've done, and I know I'm biased because it's my school and I love empowerment coaching, but of all the healing modalities I've done, and I've done a lot, I always come back to my own process. It just works for me every time, whether it's the working with parts, part of that you're going to learn or whether it's just understanding emotions and how how we can how those emotions can have such a impact on the way that we see ourselves see the world the way we talk to ourselves and when we change and it's not to pivot out of uh, a heavy emotion it's to be in it understand it learn from it and then to figure out how, like I don't want to no one wants to stay in sorrow or sadness or grieving but how to find the gift in that and then how to how to kind of almost effortlessly shift back up into your buoyant, light, loving, joyful self. There, I just talked a lot, right. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> See how much an empowerment coach talks? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Jenny, is there anything going on in your life right now? You're totally anonymous. It's just me and you. We have a small group of people that are just in the conference line, supporting, listening, holding space. What's going on for you right now in your life? I would just love to be able to support you. I think, you know, one of the big things for me is I've always considered myself to be a confident woman. I, you know, I've, in my group of friends, I'm the one that, you know, makes the plans and, you know, gathers people together. And I, you know, I'm, I'm outgoing and recently, and thanks to your course, I'm really seeing the self-doubt in me. I'm seeing myself so differently that, you know, I'm kind of even looking at myself at work and I'm going, oh my God, like, shut up. Like, I, I'm seeing myself <laughs> as constantly apologizing or oh. constantly thinking when somebody helps me at work. And I'm just... Yeah, I'm seeing myself differently going, I'm so full of self-doubt. Mm. Um, so he, he, here's what's interesting. And, and I, it's funny, I, I don't normally stumble all over my words like this. I don't know what's going on with me today. But um, so it's interesting. So you say, I, I always saw myself as a confident woman. I was, I've always been outgoing. I've always been the one to make the plans and and, t- and get everyone together and make things happen. Um, but recently, now let me ask you this, if it, has it been since the self-doubt detox that you've realized, wow, I have a lot of self-doubt. Like, are you sure the detox worked for you? (laughs) (laughs) 
alcohol intake in a big way right. and alcohol in my past I mean it's I've always referred to it as liquid courage yeah so it's now not such a big part of my life anymore and so is that I recent think, is that recent when you say like you've you've cut back on alcohol like or months. taken it out of your life six months yeah okay so I, I I'm so happy that you shared that with me because of course, you're all of a sudden going to see yourself through different lenses if for, you know, who knows how long. And listen, there's a lot of myself included. I did a 90 day detox, like a cleanse last year. I did a dry February um, because I think for those of us, and, and I don't know your story and what you've been through, but I think alcohol, not only is it false courage, is it liquid courage? It's a, well, we know it's a depressant, but it's a number. It numbs things. It, it, it blurs the lines. It takes down the sharp edges. It, so we're not seeing ourselves truly accurately. We're not even seeing ourselves. We think we're funny. We think we're courageous. We think we're outgoing. And then we take that thing out and, you know, everyone's got something different. So like, let's not do any self-loathing or shaming ourselves if we enjoy a little bit too much wine and we know it. Um, but yeah, when you start taking that, I call it more your, it's, it's, it's a number. It, it will numb everything down. So it, it numbs down pain. It numbs down memories. It numbs down. It takes, it just, I used to say it like, it's almost like a nice, warm, cozy blanket. It, you know, you have one glass and it's like, oh, that's nice. And then you put, have a second glass. But then after a period of time, you're like, oh, I'm, this isn't good for me. this. What started off as a nice cozy blanket now is drowning me. It's suffocating me. It's I'm, I'm living a smaller life underneath. And when you strip that away, Oh, I even know for myself, you, you really start seeing things differently and you see yourself differently. Like, I can't believe, Jenny, you just talked about how you're doing a lot more self-care and, and making changes in your life. Like, even when we pull something like alcohol out of the equation, you don't, like, I, I was joking about this in our last class on Tuesday. I was like, okay, um, I thought I was gorgeous. <laughs> I thought I looked amazing. <laughs> and then you quit drinking for 90 days and you're like, what the hell? Has my head been stuck in the sand? Because... I am not taking care of myself like I, I want to. I know I could. I'm, you know, you have a couple glasses of wine in the evening. You think you're fabulous. <laughs> you don't want to exercise the next morning, though. And then you need to eat food that isn't, doesn't, doesn't really sustain you because, I mean, it's just a, it's that whole thing. So congratulations, first of all, to you. Thank you. Because it's a huge accomplishment. And for someone that doesn't, doesn't, I'm going to use the word struggle, but I could say it in another way. For someone who says, I don't even like alcohol. Well, good for you, lady. <laughs> like, it's not your thing. Like, someone might say, well, I, but I love my sugar. Okay, well, imagine taking sugar out of your diet for six months. You right. start, it's, 
it just things are different. You're starting to see things differently. So when I heard you say, like, shut up, I kind of laughed yeah. because I'll listen to myself. Like right now, if I'm going to listen back to this, I'll be like, shut up, Crystal. You talk too much. <laughs> shut up and let Ginny talk. So when you said, I sometimes hear myself now and just think, shut up. What is that about? Tell me about that. Well, it's because I... It's like I'm so apologetic all the time or I'm so, like, grateful when somebody does, like, the littlest thing for me. And I'm like, really, can I not just kind of take it? I feel like this obligation, it's, I think it's this self-pleasing or this People pleasing pleaser. other. Yeah, yeah. Right? That whole, now, do like you think this, Ginny, do, do you think you had that before but you weren't even aware of it? Or is oh, this 100%. New? So this isn't new behavior. This is just, I'm not drunk anymore, so I'm aware of my behavior. Oh, it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like her. <laughs> okay, let's talk about her. Let's find her because she's part of you. I love that you just said that you called her her, like she's separate. So one of the things you're going to learn and master in our Empowerment Coach Certification is something called working with parts. So we all have many different parts. And when we feel whole, when we say we feel whole, we feel really whole, like W-H-O-L-E. We feel wholesome. We feel connected. We feel we're not fragmented anymore. It's almost like we've integrated all these different parts of us into the wholeness of who we are. And we become friends with all these parts. The trouble is when we say, I don't like her, so there's a part of us, let's find her for you, to say, who is it we don't like? Because I'm going to tell you, first of all, you've got real Ginny. Ginny, who is Ginny? Ginny, who is the Ginny, the gold that's underneath all the parts, the wholeness of who you are that's kind of like, I call that your woman energy. She's loving. She's fun. She's, she's, she's just, she's really got it going on. But when you were right. a little girl, let's, let's just go back and just imagine you were a really little girl. And you were born golden, golden little Ginny, just the most beautiful, shiny, fun, special, brilliant, talented, golden Ginny. And then things happen. And it's it, this is across the board. I say this to women all the time. Things happen. And then we kind of take that gold that we say, my gold is not really safe whether it's in this family, whether it's in this community, whether it's whatever it is. So I need to take my gold for now and I need to cover her right now so no one realizes how gold and shiny and fabulous I am because being golden and shiny and fabulous is not safe. And so we bury her and we create these forms of protection. That's what I call them. So one of your forms of protection is what I would call mother energy and she's the people pleaser. She's the martyr. She's the one that's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, will you do that? Oh, thank you so much. She's that's, I call her mother energy. Now we can figure out, we can just call her people pleaser for now. We can just say, yeah. so Ginny formed a, 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 an archetype. That's what we're going to call it. Ginny formed a persona or she put a mask on and we're going to call that persona her little people pleaser. She's just so lovely She's just, she's just so lovely all the time. And then Ginny also formed daughter energy because we all do. We all have three parts to the personality. So Ginny also formed this hidden shadow part of her called the alcoholic or the addict. 
We all have her too, by the way. We just all, it's different, different versions of us come out at different times and take over. So Ginny, the real Ginny was like, girl, my little alcoholic, we got to get you under control because you're not my friend lately. You're hurting me. And so let's, let's get to know these different parts of you. Does this make sense as I'm saying it? Oh, it totally makes sense for sure. Okay. So let's get to know these different parts of you. So let's first talk about the people pleaser. When do you, when do you feel like she was formed? When do you remember thinking, oh my gosh, the best way to stay safe is to, is, is it people pleasing? What is it? Talk to me about it. It's, I think it's definitely people pleasing. It's, um, for me, like when I think about that, I think it's like, you know, as like an early teen or even like around 10 or so, it's like, around 10, tell me who was formed. Tell me about her. Tell me about your little people pleaser. Tell me what, 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 what name do we want to call her? Oh, let's give her a name. Give her a name. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Oh, well, I wonder why you came up with Sarah. I was usually when people are like Crystal, Chrissy, <laughs> Christine, like we, I was expecting like Jad, Jenny. Um, okay. We're going Sarah. <laughs> we're going Sarah. Okay. So all of a sudden, Ginny, Ginny, the real Ginny's about 10 years old. And she was like, you know, I don't want anyone to hurt Ginny anymore. I don't want anyone to hurt the real Ginny. So I'm going to form Sarah as a persona and she's going to go out into the world and she's going to be the one to show up because on some level, I figure being more like Sarah will keep me safe until I'm a grown up and I can let Ginny back out. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. So let's talk about Sarah. Tell me about Sarah. Can you feel Sarah inside? Can you close yep. your eyes and take some deep breaths and just be like, where is Sarah inside my body? How old is she? What does she feel? What does she want? What does she need? What is she worried about? Can we find Sarah? Can you feel her anywhere inside? And it's a lot to be able to do that right away. Can you feel the part of you that's the people pleaser? Can you feel the part of you that feels afraid to not make sure everybody likes you? Yes. Where is she? Where do you feel? Well, her? in in my in my body, it's like just at like basically where my like at my rib cage, but yeah. in the center of my body. Exactly, your solar plexus, and that makes perfect yeah. sense because solar plexus energy is our personal power. It's actually our place of in. It's right inside the body is an energy center that says. This is my place of confidence. This is my place of personal power. This is the part of me that says I can do anything. So at that time, the real Ginny was like, I don't know if the real Ginny can do anything right now. So we're going to let Sarah take over. So Sarah's taken over and Sarah's like, tell me what Sarah feels. Tell me what Sarah thinks. Well, Sarah doesn't know who she is. So she just does what she feels everybody else wants her to do. Yeah. Say what what is Sarah what is Sarah really afraid of? Yeah, because she can't define who she is. So she is defined by other people. Yeah. And 
so do you do you do you do you know when can you feel when you're like oh I'm at work or I'm doing something and you feel like I you can actually feel this part of you that's like doesn't want to be in charge but you've put her in charge yes can you can you have a conversation with like in the real Ginny find her like how old is Sarah when in your in your body how old is she eight she's eight years old oh poor little Sarah and you know what's amazing is that sometimes we'll say that inner child but Sarah actually created and formed an energy that I would call mother energy so Sarah little Sarah when she was eight years old figured like if I can just be selfless and not have needs and not worry about me and I, if I can just make sure I take care of other people and please other people, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe stay safer. Right. You remember that? Yeah. And what would you want to tell her? You, the real you, Ginny, the wise, beautiful, amazing, just really the, the version of who you are today, your age today, that version of you. If you could see that little eight-year-old girl just inside you, in your heart, in your body, in your mind's eye, what would you want to tell her? Or what do you think she wants to tell you? Yeah, I'd want to tell her, like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's like, you know who you are. It's okay to be who you are. But she doesn't. Who is she? No. So when you say, but you know who you are, Sarah, what would Sarah say back to you? I'm going to be Sarah for a minute. No, I don't know who I am. Where have you been? Where have you been? Why have you put me in charge? I'm eight years old. How am I, how can I possibly be a grown up and run our life and be in business and be married and make love and buy healthy food? And of, of course, someone had to come along and be like, you've, you've let Sarah be been running the show for so long. Of course, the addict came in and said, no effing way. We cannot let an eight-year-old run our life anymore. So I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Right? Totally. I just oh love my God. that you just got it. It's literally that. It's like like now our, our, our alcoholic, what are we going to call her? Ginger. Yeah, let's call her Ginger. Ginger. The movie star. You remember from Gilligan's Island? So Ginger, she loves to drink martinis. I don't know. I don't know about you, but Ginger, she loves to drink. And Ginger is like, how on earth are have we been letting Sarah run the show? This is a gong right. show. We have an eight-year-old trying to run our life. Yeah. She's scared. She's a people pleaser. She's She cannot run our life anymore. So do you see how you then formed Ginger? And when did Ginger come along? When did you learn that alcohol takes away some of the the pain or the suffering or the anxiety? Oh, at 15. 15, yeah. So, yeah. so Ginger is, uh, is about 15. Yeah. She, and I would say she's your daughter energy, which is actually a teenager. Yeah. And so let's talk about the battle that goes on. What do you think Ginger thinks of Sarah? Oh, I think Ginger is probably, like, it's like, well, I think Sarah's a loser. It's like you're you're pleasing everybody. You're, yeah, yeah. you're completely deferring 
by other people's opinions and thoughts. It's like you're happy when people are happy with you. You're sad when people don't like you. You're Yeah. And do you want to know what I would actually think of Sarah? So it's interesting as you're describing her more. Sarah is a rescuer too. I can feel that. Sarah, that's what you just said is Sarah's like, I can be happy when you're happy, but if you're not happy, I can't be happy. And that's called codependent. That's called codependency. So Sarah's codependent. Sarah's like, I need you to be happy because then my, I, I can be happy. And it's so interesting because when I'm doing working with parts, it is very often the archetype that is the, on the opposite side. So let's imagine we could actually see this like <clears throat> one side is mother, one side is daughter. Let's just see it almost like um, a ladder going up the ladder. So as you climb the rungs at the bottom of the ladder, it's so interesting because rescuers always find addicts in real life. Rescuers are often very codependent and they're like the, the wounded healer. They're the person who is so willing to help other people and make sure other, and every rescuer always seems to find somebody who has an addiction to take care of. It's just interesting that within yourself, those are your two sort of opposing parts. Right. It's interesting because for me, I have chubby bubby um, and- Right. So chubby Bubby, her is the addict who likes to maybe eat bread and wine. And so we all have that. It's just interesting. It's like when someone's up there in the ruler energy, the counterpart on the opposite side is a warrior. And they're both very fierce kind of personalities. Whereas the ruler is like, just listen to me. If you just listen to me, your life will be great. I know what I'm doing. She's like, she's the queen. She runs the show. She's not very much fun, but she's the ruler. And on the on the flip side of that is like a warrior that can come out. And like, so it, it's just interesting that we're starting to recognize that you have these two parts. One is little Sarah, who's a rescuer. She's a martyr. She's a people pleaser. She just wants to make other people happy. She can't be happy unless other people are happy. And to numb her, to silence her, to not have to let her be in charge, probably when you get home from work at the end of the day, your addict says, holy shit, that was a long, hard day. We need to have a glass of wine. Right. Right. So in the last six months, you've had a conversation with your addict and said, you can't run the show anymore either. So you're left, yeah, exactly. you're just left with exactly. Sarah. You're just left with your. So let's imagine we could have a conversation with Sarah, the real you. I almost feel like yeah. the real you would say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to this little girl, this little eight-year-old. How on earth did I expect you to run the show? How on earth could I have expected you to take care of us, me? How on earth could I have expected an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a little girl who just wants people to love her, take care of her, be kind to her? How could I possibly expect you to run a grown-up woman's life? Right. And what do you think little Sarah would say to you? Oh. 
What do you think she um, wants you to know? Um, yeah, that I don't know. I think maybe she'd say she's, you know, like waiting for me to kind of step up and take her out of that role. Yeah. 100%. That she doesn't want to do it, that she didn't know what she was doing and she did everything that she could to, to survive, to make it work. Totally. That's exactly. I didn't do anything else and it shouldn't have been her job in the first place. Exactly. It should never have been her job in the first place. And you're so, you must feel sorry. And, and I don't know what I cannot speak today, but like, almost like in my mind, I'm thinking, can imagine that you could say to little Sarah, I am so sorry. Where the hell have I been? Right. Where the hell have I been? Oh, wait, I remember. I buried my gold down in the basement until I was safe enough. I'm so sorry, Sarah, right. that I made you run the show from the time I was eight years old. I'm so yeah. sorry. I got this now. Right. And what should we do? Maybe we should, where do we want to, let's, let's make sure we, where can we take Sarah? What can Sarah do for fun? Oh. Yeah, because I do, you know, it's funny because it's like, I do like parts of Sarah. She's incredibly kind. She's incredibly thoughtful. Yeah. You know, it's just the people-pleasing part that, you know, and I guess her role. So what could her... What could she do instead? Like, imagine now, all of a sudden, you have an eight-year-old little girl. Just imagine right now you have an eight-year-old little girl, and she's such a little people-pleaser, and you want her to, you want to say, honey, it's not your job anymore to take care of me. It's not your job to take care of mommy. It's not your job to take care of my life. It's not your job. It's my job to take care of you. Oh, so she can just play. She can just play. <laughs> Right? So you're going to be like, Sarah, your job is to play. I love you. You're the part of me that is angelic. You're the part right. of me who is so kind. That's those doe eyes. You know, when I was saying you've got these big brown <laughs> eyes, like a, like a little doe, like a little, like a little Bambi. Like we're going to be like, Sarah's got these big brown eyes. And she's just like, can you, can I just go and play? Yeah. And you're yes. going to say to her, yeah, and I'm, I cannot believe I said things like, I don't like you. You're a loser. You're not a loser. You saved no. me. You've saved my life. Like, right. what would we have done without Sarah, who was just so kind and so yeah. loving? I can feel her. Like the sweetest, kindest little girl that just wants everyone to get along. Right. So right, and now, just whatever she had to do, had to do to survive, and now she can just go play. Now she can just go play, and the real right. Ginny can run the show. But I think Ginny needs to also have a conversation with Ginger, because Ginger is locked in the basement right now, and yeah. Ginger's like, "Oh, you didn't like me, so you you didn't like me, uh, <laughs> and so you just took me and locked me. You've chained me into the basement right now because you don't want to drink." Oh, no. <laughs> I love your laugh of truth. Oh, hell yeah. We've taken Ginger. We've locked her down in the basement. We've chained her to the wall. And um, let me ask you this, though. Every so often, does Ginger ever, like, bust out of the basement and do anything that's shocking or embarrassing? Um, well, not recently. But <laughs> I, I know. Think that, <laughs> not recently. But I think because Ginger 
was when you said like teenager, which was so true. I mean, Ginger was rebellious. Ginger was the one like, I don't give a fuck what people think. It's like Ginger was the the drunk fun one. Yep. Who really didn't give a crap. Yeah. And why do you think you formed Ginger? Because not everybody forms a Ginger, but I formed a Ginger at 15 too. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. To not just numb, to numb. Numb. Yeah. Yeah. pain to to have an escape yeah Yeah. because who wants to feel pain right so we need to actually let ginger up out of the basement and just thank her and say like between you and sarah you saved me you got me to this point right and and i i love you both say that again i said embracing that side is hard i know I know, but she she's part of you too, and it oh. does it doesn't mean that we're gonna say Ginger, come on out, go get drunk, but we are gonna say no. Ginger, I'm so sorry that I I put you in charge or I banished you, I've shamed you. Like, yeah. and it's so great that you're talking about it. I just love that, you're, and I love that I now am at a point in my life that I can say, yeah, I sometimes drink too much wine. Yeah, I did a dry February just because, and listen, I get it. We're grown women. It's not like we're out swinging by the chandelier naked. We're not doing anything yeah. bad. We're not hurting anybody. And I bet you Sarah is so loving that when Ginger tries to do anything that's even slightly rebellious now, she's like, stop it, Ginger, stop, Ginger, stop. <laughs> Stop it! Get in the basement! Oh my god! And Ginger and Sarah are fighting. People think Ginger. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Ginger, stop it! And Ginger's like, "You don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want because I'm 15 and no one's going to tell me what to do." So imagine, I like, I love working with parts because it also means you get to get to know who Ginger is, the 15 year old. What does she want? What does she need? What does she need? So Sarah needs to go play. What does? What does 15-year-old Ginger get to do instead of getting drunk to not be in pain? What does 15-year-old Ginger get? Oh, she gets to grow up and yeah, just that, you know, rather than numb that, you know, that energy that, because I love the energy of like a 15-year-old. It's like yeah. harness that energy and not numb it. Yeah, so imagine if Ginger got to be a healthy 15-year-old girl that got to just start to prepare herself for becoming a young woman. She's going to get to go to some high school dances. She doesn't have to be drunk at them. She gets to go on her first date. She gets to she gets to buy fun clothes and go to the concert and listen to her favorite band. And she gets to grow up and go to college or university and start to think about her life. Like, so what are you going to, like, instead of saying, Ginger, you're such a bad girl. You're a bad 15-year-old girl that has gotten me into trouble. I'm locking you in the basement. Imagine her, too. You get to bring her up and say, I've been really mean to you, too. Right. What do you think, Ginger? What do you think Ginger would, would want you to know, the woman who's in charge? now well I think I think Ginger would just want me to know that she wants to be comfortable in who she is Mm, totally and why do you think she drinks 
because she did well i i know she drinks because of pain mm. and what are you going to do with that easier to drink than to deal with the pain yeah and so what are you going to if you take away the drink from ginger what are you going to do to help her with that pain Are you there? Jenny, we left there. You just came back. Jenny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There you are. You, I didn't hear you there. You went silent again. On I, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. It's, I, it's okay. because the pain, the pain has been there for so long. And I know for me, I'm tired of living in that pain. I'm yeah. tired of the the life focus for me is around that pain it's either how to numb it or how to deal with it or you know how to get through it or it's like and it's just like enough already yeah. so yeah oh so i think ginger would be like yeah enough already yeah like enough already you know i've been like, in pain like for long enough alcohol survive i don't need the alcohol it's like because it's not it's not, it's been who I am for so long yeah. that it doesn't need to be, I don't need to be that anymore. And I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah. I just think that's so big and so brave and so huge to say, like, it's like saying to Ginger, we're not in pain anymore, but that's not happening anymore. We're not there anymore. So thank you so much for getting me to the point that I'm a grown up woman now. And yeah, it does get to a point. We all have our stories. We all have our pain stories. And I get there too, where I'm just like, I am so goddamn tired of talking about this goddamn story. Right. I I hate that it got to have this kind of power over me. It's enough already. Right. You don't get that power anymore. No, and it's like, and I've allowed, I've allowed that pain to define me up until this point. Mm -hmm. But you're not ready because the fact that you're saying, I want to take away the alcohol now. I don't want to live in a state where I'm hurting myself because that's actually what we're doing. It, we reach a point where we don't even realize that it, but it's like, oh my God, I'm actually now my victimizer. I'm hurting me now. I've yeah. replaced that. I and I had to see that in myself too. Like, wow, I'm I'm not just numbing myself. I'm hurting myself. And right. that needs to stop. That needs to stop. And it's also allowing us to finally at a certain age say, yeah, let's let's talk about it if if we need to talk about it. And sometimes we it, we will just need to, um, but being able to say, how do I not let that story define me anymore? What can I do with that pain? What can I do to 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 channel it into something that's going to make me feel proud of myself, or channel it into something that's going to make me feel like it isn't just a mess? I'm actually taking that mess now and turning it into a message to help other people or that's what I, I think and we also have to do 
the the physiological stuff that actually helps the body to release the trauma and the pain like we the body needs to actually be given permission to say you can let go now you don't need to be in fierce warrior protection mode anymore you can let down all the armoring and the fierceness because that's you don't want to be fierce see that's your 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 little sarah doesn't want you to be fierce but your 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 ginger is like oh god we got to do something <laughs> right i love how we both laugh we're both like oh yeah, yeah exactly so like I, I think I know poor Ginger is like, what the hell am I going to do if we don't have me? Um, and I think you need to reassure her now. Like Ginger, I got this now. We're not 15 anymore. We don't have to get drunk. We don't have to. I'm not in any danger. Right. You're not in danger. You're not yeah. in any danger. You're in a loving yeah. marriage. Yeah. You're a beautiful grown up woman. And yeah. And Ginny, do you mind me asking how old you are? I am 48. 48. Like, it's time now that you get to be happy. Right? We can't <laughs> let that person or those people or that situation get to have power over you another day. Right. One of the things that I will do is a letter, a letter writing, a letter burning, and an energy cord cutting. And what that looks like is you think back to whoever Ginger needs to write to, who Sarah needs to write to, and you let them write a letter to whoever it is that is there in that story. And I will do it where you write all the pain, all the suffering, all the anger, all the frustration, what it took from you, how it hurt you. And in my mind's eye, I then have this magical pair of divine universal scissors. Like in my mind, they're covered in diamonds and I get to see that person. And I, and when you realize, oh my God, I've been carrying that person around inside of me for 40 years or 30 years or however long, and you don't get to have any part of me. Uh, I find that cord cutting where I actually see that person, I cut the cord and they like float off somewhere and they're gone. And the mantra that I use when I'm doing that cord cutting is what's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. And I'm giving oh. back all of you back to you. You get no piece of me. You get nothing of me. You don't get to be inside of me. You don't get a thought. You don't get a energy. You don't get, and I'm taking back all of me. You get all of you back, fuck off, go away. <laughs> and I get all of me back, every part of me that, that I thought was taken. It, it's not, ta it, we don't realize that we give our power away. And when we're little, when people say, I remember hearing Oprah say, no one can take your power from you, only you can give it away. Well, that's true when you're a grown up. But when you're younger, right. people can take your power from you. And then as a grown up, we can say, I'm taking it all back. You right. do not get any part of me. You don't get my thoughts anymore. Like I literally, I know I sound like potty mouth, but I'll be like, no, fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> you, you go, you go float over there somewhere. Go to hell. I don't care. 
Go wherever you got to go. Like If God can transmute it into something good and loving, great. I'm going to put it in the ground like shit and hope the earth can compost it. Right. And I get all of me back. I've done this with sexual abusers. I've done this with family members who were abusive. I've done this even just with relationships that just, I gave too much of myself away. And to be right. able to say, what's yours is yours. Like that can even be to an, to an ex where you're like, listen, I'm still carrying around the story of how you hurt me. And I right. don't want to carry it anymore. <laughs> right. And then you yeah. write that person a letter and you share it with someone that you respect, feel free to send it to me. I can give you my email address. And then we both burn it. I have a bonfire pit. I know it's snowy out right now. So I print those letters off and I will put them in a lasagna pan and burn them. And often I will even videotape it and show it to my client. Look, we're burning. Fuck you. Burn. Burn. <laughs> the roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. <laughs> You know, um, and you let it go. And sometimes you have to do that cord cutting and that letter writing 10 times, 20 times. It, and every time a little less leaves you and a little more right. of you comes back. And then you write yourself, excuse me, another letter that it's your letter to yourself. It's a love letter and a commitment to yourself of how much you love you how much you're going to take care of you, how much you got this. And for me, I will do that, that letter writing with every one of my archetypes. I, I open up my book, The Emotional Edge, and I start with my little wallflower. And I, I talk with every one of them. And it's almost like I invite them all to a big family dinner. And I say, oh, my God, I banished half of you to the basement. And you're all part of me. And I love you. And... None, no one of you needs to be in charge, but together we're a big, beautiful family called Crystal. And, right. and you have a big, beautiful family called Ginny. You have a lot yeah. of parts of you. You have your warrior and you've got your addict and you've got your charmer and you've got, you've got all of these parts of you, but you've also got the woman in you that says, I got this now. Right. I got this now. So let's take a big, deep breath because we also have to remember that breath is so powerful in terms of like just resetting our nervous system. And when we've been through trauma and when we've used alcohol to, to numb some of that pain, the nervous system gets goes haywire. Right. So part of this is now like just letting your because you're not in you're not in pain anymore. You're not in danger. So it's now letting your body, your nervous system also know we're safe and reassuring right. yourself, I'm safe now. And right. we're going to, through our Master Empowerment Coach certification, be doing a whole series over the entire course of the year of all different interventions that will help tone the vagus nerve. We're going to learn more about that. That's a, that's a huge, one of the longest nerves in the body, the cranial body, and it will really help reset your nervous system so that um the real you can be in charge cool how do you feel i feel really good actually <laughs> good good i feel i feel actually more calm than i did at the beginning of the call and a little more grounded 
So amazing. And listen, every time we tell the truth about what we're ashamed of or afraid of or things we feel guilty about, every time we allow ourselves to just share it with someone who respects us and cares about us, that 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 pain can't survive. And right. that's how we own our story so that that story stops owning you. Right. That's the secret is we've got to own that story now instead of letting that story own us. So you're in the right, right place. You are in the right place. It is your time. My goodness, when you turn 50 on your 50th, it is going to be one huge celebration because you are going to be yeah. so in your power. You are going to be so in your Ginny woman energy. It's Yeah, I feel that. It's going to be amazing. Cool. Thank you so you. much. That was, that was an awesome. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, so keep keep getting to know these parts of you. Keep making friends with them, not fighting them. Like even right. if even if Ginger does bust out of the basement and drinks a bottle of wine, don't beat her up. <laughs> like just <laughs> say to her the next morning, Ginger, what the hell happened last night, girl? <laughs> right? That's how you yeah. talk to her. What happened? Why did you feel like we needed to drink a bottle of wine? What's going on? What are you really feeling? What are you afraid of? What do you not want to feel? And then you get to know her and she'll say, whatever it was, this is what I was feeling. And I was really, and then you got to, then you say to her, I love you. I got this. I'm sorry. But we yeah. know that drinking isn't going to make anything better. It's not our friend anymore. Right. Right. The one thing I do, and I never really thought about sort of naming it, but I guess the one thing that I do, because I work, <laughs> I work in like an Oceanside restaurant bar. Mm. Um, so I have a daily temptation <laughs> there yeah. after work. Yeah. Right. It's not like going home and drinking. I don't drink at home. It's yeah. like finished work and having a glass of wine. But the one thing that I have been doing is going for a walk instead. Beautiful. That's exactly like what you have what to do. So what do we have to remind ourselves is that we will always, we all have routines and, and habits and choices, and we're not going to just not have, make a choice. We just need to change the habit for a better choice. Yeah. So you got to just always replace. And we all, we all, we also need to know our, that harder time. So for you, it's the end of work. Same with me. It's the end of my work day. So I work from home. So it's almost like it becomes my switch over like I've worked all day whether I'm working till five till six till seven till eight till nine then I go ah, now I pour my glass of wine and that means I'm moving out of work into home and I too right. had to come up with a oh this always hits at the end of my day so I know it sounds crazy but for me I I did exactly the same thing as you I found different ways to replace that habit at that time because what you've learned, because you've already done it now for six months, is you know that cravings are like feelings. They come on like tidal waves. And yes. if you can just let that kind of wash over and not respond, it washes back out. Yes. Like the craving comes. And every time you flex your courage muscle and not give in to the craving, the cravings get smaller and smaller. And your courage muscle gets bigger and bigger. 
Absolutely. Well, and I even find then I'm creating new habits because a walk after work, it actually energizes me. Yes. So where before I'd stay after work, have a glass of wine, which would kind of like put me in like a sleepy mode. I would like come home. I would like make dinner and I'd be in bed early where now it's like a walk. And then I'm, I have all this more energy. I know. Well, (laughs) because the other thing is, um, sitting drinking we don't realize it that takes a lot of time like when you give that thing up you're like I have so much energy I'm so productive I can't believe the stuff I get done I thought I was loved to sit and relax every night and watch tv and drink wine no it was the wine you give up the wine nobody just wants to sit and watch tv (laughs) (laughs) who wants you to sit and watch tv if you're not drinking um but you do like I can't believe the cleaning and the organizing and like the month of February I can't believe all the shit I got done it was like (laughs) wow it really frees up a lot of time when you give up that thing yeah so kudos to you congratulations you're you're on your game you're taking care of yourself you're focused on self-love you're focused on self-healing and you know I think we just have to all remind ourselves every single one of us have one of those stories or a few of those stories. And if we let that story own us, it just, it just gobbles up our joy. It, it's just not, it's just so unfair to do to ourselves. It's like we're giving that person the power to rob us of our love and our joy and our, and our life. And it's just unacceptable. Yeah. And we have to start talking to ourselves like that now. No more. No effing way that person or that situation or those people get to have that kind of power over my happiness. Not another day. Right. And grab it and throw it away. Like cut the cord every time. Say, no, cut the cord and say, you don't get any part of me. What's mine is mine. I love it. You don't get my thoughts. You don't get my memories. You don't get my energy. You don't get my fears. You don't get anything of me. Bye-bye. I love it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jenny. It was a great conversation. Um, I know we went thanks. we went over on time, but we started a little late. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part of um, our chat with Crystal today. You're so amazing. The real Jenny is so amazing. And, uh, and, and I'm so excited for the year we're going to spend together. Yay. Yay. Thanks to everyone. We're going to be back. I can't even believe I'm going to say April. April? What the hell? We're going to be back in April, though. So I hope you come on back. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, just uh, head over to www.swatinstitute.com. You can click under resources and find out how you can be part of the conversation live. Or if you're listening to this as a podcast, um, you know, Let's make sure that you subscribe to my channel so that you don't miss any of our future shows. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.